Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about those naysayers in your life and uh, getting rid of them, surrounding yourself with good people. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www casualfridaysrei.com click on the consulting tab walk through the sign up and then we'll be in touch to help you get started i've noticed when you do that www and uh before we do that though what about him i think you're going cajun on me that i don't say that you said before we do that though no i do not yeah it goes like that no, <laughs> no. <laughs> happy monday hey welcome back what do you mean welcome back your one's been gone i know you was, welcome back it was great i've been here you're just being on an open road driving well, it kind of sucks sometimes. Like you, sometimes you get bored with it, mm-hmm. especially with a six-year-old who just wants to play his iPad. That should make it easy though. Just put, distract him, right? Uh, yeah, I mean that's good. He's distracted. He he had to stop one bathroom break. He's like, "Daddy, I think we need to stop." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, stop He's, now." Yeah, like not, luckily not the- we luckily we were in a town, so he stopped. And I was like, "Well, we're just gonna eat lunch while we're here too." Okay. And then he was he's. It's, it's cute to see at that age what the things that they do. Like we go in there and he's, he has to go, tells he has to go number two. Like he walks up to your and goes, I need to go to the other one. I was like, okay. So he sits down and he starts grunting. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he goes, I got to hurry. I don't want anybody to have to wait on me because there's only one stall in the, the uh, bathroom. I was like, they'll be just fine. They can wait. You just take your time. So it's uh, it's fun Yeah, the kids. I've noticed, a, so people don't know you were out hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've noticed a trend with your hunting. They don't kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't shoot anything. That's what I was telling them out there. I was like, I've got the worst luck hunting with y'all. It's bad. Did they all get something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had killed seven coyotes uh, while I was there and uh, one porcupine. What? Why a porcupine? Well, so this is a, the, the ranch we hunt on is a, is a cattle, uh, cattle ranch. So they, uh, they actually raise like an Angus beef. And so they're, but the registered cows out there, the porcupines will shoot their quills that they feel threatened by the cow and gets in their legs and infects them. Oh, wow. So that we, we are to shoot a hog, a coyote, or a porcupine on site. No questions asked. If you see a shot, you take the shot. And so, yeah, we went out at first day. It was supposed to be the weather lined up to be like 41 and sunny. It was like, oh, this is going to be great. We get there and it's like 22 to 26 degrees and like sleeting. So, Last year we went, there was four inches of snow on the ground. This year it was like 40 and sunny. It's going to be great. Get there, we start walking. And we could see on the radar it was getting just past us. So we were pretty, a little wet but cold when we got out there. And so we get set up on this canyon and this this 5,000 acres. It's got a bunch of wind turbines on it, but it has this big canyon that runs through the middle of it. It's a bunch of CRP land. And they, uh, guys got a really cool gig there. It's just, it's really neat what this family has done for that, how they have their land set up and the generational stuff they have set up. But uh, I, I digress. So we get up on top. We're sitting on top of this canyon. And I'm, we're calling in coyotes and this coyote comes like within like 15 feet of me. And I'm like, it's the best shot I could ever take. So I pull up scope. When I look through my scope, all I see is coyote. There's like, there's no way I can miss this thing. Pink, nothing. And I'm like, crap, he still doesn't see me. So I rack it back again and uh, thought maybe it was just a bad round. Pink, shit, drop the magazine, pull it, try to throw another round in it. I'm using an AR 
and I had cleaned it really good before, but it had just gummed up because it was so cold because there was oil on it. So the oil got real thick and it wasn't letting the firing pin all the way engage. So we changed the bolt out later and, and it worked and yeah, it sucked. So I think that's just a sign. It should be. <laughs> so, and I, and I bought a, no oh, earmuffs, Jessica. I bought a new coyote gun. Um, Jesus. <laughs> right before Christmas. You like this podcast is just, it's open, not communi- good for you. It's open communication <laughs> for me and my wife. So we, uh, I bought it and we got in the, I put a muzzle brake on it. We got it sighted in. So I used that the second day, but I couldn't get any coyotes. They were in close enough. So I took a shot. It was about 350, 400 yards, missed by like an inch to the left. And then the next shot was over 500 yards I had to take. So didn't hit anything. Uh, we ran up on some pigs and threw a couple of rounds with the, the AR into them, but they were so far out it wasn't knocking them down. It was just, they're getting a round in them and they'll eventually die and the rest of the pigs will eat them. Mm. So the joys of hunting, sorry for our non-hunting listeners, but <laughs> Kind of uh, part of it, you know. I know we probably have a few vegetarians that say, "Well, if you like hamburger, that's what you have to do," because that's part of it. But um, yeah, it was. It's fun to get out there and kind of get your your blood flowing. You know, when you see a coyote running and you're supposed to be shooting it, and it's 300, 400 yards out, and you're just pow, pow, trying to keep firing at them. It was. Uh, you mean your blood gets going? Hmm. So I was tired. Walked a lot. Went to bed at like eight forty five, nine o'clock last night. Slept in good. What about Jackson? He. Uh, so he was having fun. Like there was a little pigeon that was messing with things. So we gave him his Red Rider BB gun. Knew he couldn't hit it because he doesn't know how oh, yeah, to aim it. I saw it. that video. Yeah. yeah. So he's creeping like he's like Yosemite. Who's the guy that was like Bugs Bunny, the hunter? Yosemite. Yosemite, Yosemite I Sam. think it was Yosemite Sam. Yeah. The, and he's like creeping along. So Jackson's trying to creep up to him and then, boo, try to shoot it. Oh, I so. saw the bird fly away. He had to get uh, it semi close. Lo- it looked like he hit it from it, but it didn't. Uh, he he may have hit the barn behind it. So, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it's good for him to get to do stuff like that because we go with, uh, my bio dad that I, we've talked about on the show. I met about almost coming on two years now ago. And then he has a hunting partner he's had and he's my age. His name is Ben and just a cool group of guys and getting to see that. And I think it's important for any young boys to have strong male role models in their life and kind of learn those things because you learn stuff out about yourself in those situations that you wouldn't learn anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, and then getting to go see an actual farm and a ranch and seeing a kid that's a couple years older than him actually helping his dad working on a ranch. It's, it's a neat thing to see as well. So y'all stopped at Cadillac ranch too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. what did he think of that? He thought it was real cool. He wanted to spend more time painting and like, he just, he was like some guy saw us and we were like, he's like, Hey, does your son want to paint? So he gave us a couple cans of paint and he just wanted to sit there and paint everything. Then he's, there was a bunch of mud around a bunch of the cars. So he wanted to run through that mud and start painting these other cars. I'm like, no, nah, we're not getting muddy for the rest of this ride home. Yeah, for people that don't know, Cadillac Ranch is a big ranch where the owner had placed every generation of Cadillac, like nose deep in the dirt. And, yeah. And it's just the last 75% of the Cadillac is sitting straight up in the air. Kind of like a Stonehenge hammock. And then you're, yeah. you go out to it and you paint it. So fun fact, it's going to make you feel bad about plugging that place. It is a national treasure on Route 66. The guy that commissioned that learned this from Melissa. She uh, says that the guy that commissioned that was actually a big pedophile, mm. and there's a big lawsuit going on with some of his survivors and things like that. I'd have to look that up before I believed it. <laughs> you know, you know, the United States nowadays, those Cadillacs would have been burnt to the ground. Well, yeah, but I don't. It just it's not talked about because you don't know. You don't see anything. I didn't see anything out there that name dropped the person that actually did. So we'll have to fact check it and double check. But that's what she had told me on the way back. I was like, oh, I was kind of he- I was kind of hesitant in stopping. Mm-hmm. But it was neat. I don't really drive and do road trips and stop along the way. Usually I try to get from point A to point B as fast as I can. And I'm getting to this weird season of life where I'm like wanting to slow down. And I don't want to say smell the roses, but I kind of want to stop and look at some of the shit on the way. So I'm kind of getting there in my life right now. It's called being old. Hey, yeah. The gray hair reminds me. <laughs> the gray hair reminds me. Well, cool. 
So today's topic, naysayers. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I had a call over the weekend where there was a potential new investor. Okay. And he had been, he's been listening to all the podcasts and he's excited about it. And he had been telling everyone in his life what he wanted to do. Uh-huh. And they're all, immediately, they're all like, what? Yeah. You know, what are you talking about? This doesn't work. And one person he told was a developer, and the developer immediately goes into, well, how you got, you're going to have to learn the zoning and first of all that, right? Which is not what we yeah. focus on. And, and then it brought me back to like when I was first getting started and mm-hmm. trying to tell people what I was going to do. And I don't even, I don't remember what your reaction was when I told you. Do you really need me to tell the story again? You said, let's liquidate the Amazon company. No, I, I want to get into land. I said, great, we're going into land. And you go, no, I'm doing it by myself. And I go, but what about me? And you said, you can do it on your own. Yeah, I don't and think that's how it that's went. How it went. That's I don't think the, that's actually how it went. I think it was you wanted to see it first. Because then you said, if you can get, I showed you that five acre I got back. And you said, said you would buy all of them. I would buy every five acre I you could get for 500 point, bucks. At that point, it was kind of proven for you, right? Yeah, that was good for me. The, the I think the hard part for me at the beginning was when you see anybody trying to buy a course, you get questioned. And we, and we see that a lot. And, and with that Facebook advertising we're doing, um, for our course, just to get the information out there to people, you get naysayers and just that alone where they're like, I'm a realtor in Pennsylvania. And I, you know, I'm like, just listen to the podcast. Got 160 episodes to choose from. If you think we're full of shit at that point, don't buy the course. But you know, at the, and, and this isn't a buy the course or not buy the course topic. This is a, you know, in every different, aspect of this of your being, you're going to have a naysayer. And it may be somebody like this guy's family who was, or people in his life that were telling him, no, no, no. It could be the hater on, you know, if you're trying to advertise or something in your your thing, it could be like, you know, the people closest to you. Like when I went on my own to do this full time, my wife didn't tell me till, you know, recently that she was scared out of her mind. She's like, there's, there's no way this is going to work. But she was smart enough not to say anything to me about it. Man, real quick on that Facebook stuff. It's enough the hate you get on Facebook from marketing to make you want to quit. I personally cannot respond to the people who put stuff on our Facebook ads because my my initial gut is to rip into them. Uh-huh. Just tear it because I, I get angry. And then so I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to give it an hour or two. And then maybe I'll... And then you see me flying in. Well, I, you always, like, you immediately jump in and you put a nicer post than I would put. Uh-huh. Like, this last one we got with a guy was like, You're shit. You don't know shit. Your uh-huh. course is shit, right? I, and then he has in his thing, he, he's a trainer he's a coach. He's a trainer yeah. mentor thing. And I'm like, Well, I see that you're a trainer mentor. Well, I, I don't charge people. I'm like, You're a broker. So you yeah. do charge people. You take yeah. a percentage of every one of their sales. Yeah. At that point, I was like, There's no arguing with stupid. <laughs> yeah. You can't argue with stupid. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's not what this. I want the show topic to be, but man, that, that one really took me off. I, I cannot respond to those people because I'm just going to tear into them and I'm going to go on a rant. Yeah. You know, but for, for me, I, the aspect, the whole point of this was that there's so many people that are going to question what you're doing that you can talk yourself out of it because yeah. of everyone going, it's not going to work. And well, I think at this point, the niche has been proven. Yeah. And well, it has for us, but for somebody that's new, you know, and to, to your guys topic, and like when you brought it to me, I was like, oh shit, Adam's buying another course. And, I, and, and that's, and that was my concern for you. And I, and I, not that I was naysaying, I was like, are these guys real? Is this, is this, you know, whoever he's looking at or whatever thing is. And you had looked at multiple courses at that time and you were kind of going through and saying, okay, Hey, which is the best one for me? Which one do I fit with? What people do I sync the best with? Do I feel like I'm being sold? Is there, a, mm-hmm. is there something behind the curtain? And you know, that was the questions you, you know, we had, we had that conversation before you got started. Yeah, I'm not afraid to buy a course, especially. <laughs> uh, I've never spent the kind of money I spent on this one. Okay, like I had bought plenty of hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollar courses mm-hmm. that were worth a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, and I never. Well, I mean, I guess we did okay with the Amazon one, but I'm not. I'm definitely not afraid to buy a, a good course. Yeah, I don't. I've seen courses that are ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars. I where I would never. I don't. I don't want to say never, but I. I couldn't. I don't 
see myself spending fifty or twenty or thirty, but yeah. two five thousand that's not out of question, especially yeah. for good. Good, so, uh, so what does somebody do with the naysayer, like the family member that's like, there's no way that's going to work, or the the real estate professional that they know, th- you know, because most people when they think real estate professional, they think real estate agent, yeah. and yeah, I think that you have two options. Is okay. one you either forget about what they're saying, okay. you just do your research and you trust it's going to work, and you trust yourself enough, and you go ahead and do it. Okay. The second, surround yourself with people who are already doing what you want to do. Okay. And there's so many free groups out there mm-hmm. that. That's not hard to do. Yeah. And you know, it's it's like when you tell, even if you tell a realtor, I'm going to go be a land investor, realtors don't know anything. Unless they're maybe a land broker, they may know a little bit about it. But even then, they still don't. Yeah. They still don't know. So the key is surrounding yourself with people that are either doing what you want to do or they believe in things like you believe in it. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be an entrepreneur so badly too, right? Mm-hmm. What's the saying? You're the... You're the average of your seven closest friends, yeah. right? And so you need to, if your group is a bunch of naysayers or negative people, yeah. or they're people that aren't doing anything with their life, mm-hmm. move on, go find better ones, which is incredibly tough to do. Yeah, that's not, that's like, that's like saying, hey, go forget your childhood friends and not be friends with them. And that's not, I don't think that's what you're saying, but I think that your motivation group is going to change. Like your people that you go to to talk ideas with and the people that you use to kind of self heal, I don't want to say self heal, but self self-motivate for lack of better terms yeah there's yeah you can't you no one's gonna just okay my seven closest friends are trash i'm leaving them right mm-hmm. but you can say i want to be better than what i'm doing and you can go on meetup.com and find them find an entrepreneur group and all of a sudden once a week or once a month you're going to a new group and you're meeting new people yep no i i, I agree with that i think my my one my one caveat to that is is because i'm an anti-group person like that like i don't like the meetup and dress in my suit hand out my business yeah. card i am not that guy and I tried to go to one, like when I first went on my own, I was like, I need to try and go and do this. And it generated a couple sales for me and it ended up, made a couple good, really good friends. I'm still friends with a few of them out of that group. And I'm like, well, I guess it worked for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying you're going to get sales out of it. I'm talking about meeting the I, people. I had a dude try to fight me at one of those groups well, because I was wrong. Like it just didn't work. <laughs> and so my, what I was doing didn't work. And I was like, and this is on multifamily side and he was a multifamily investor well, he says he was a multifamily investor and he was a syndicator, so he says. Mm-hmm. And so my question was, was, well, how many deals have you done? And he'd been, I said, I said, first question was, how long have you been doing it? He's like, two and a half years. I said, great, that's been, that's, a, so you've done quite a few deals. How many deals have you done? Well, I haven't done one yet. So at that point that I'm like, I can't even have a conversation yeah. with you because. Well, he's a naysayer. Yeah. I mean, no one goes in business two and a half years without doing a deal if they're trying. Yep. Nobody. I don't care what industry you're in. <laughs> yeah. If you've gone over a year and you're actually trying, yeah, you are doing something so incredibly wrong. Yep. I agree with that. I mean, there's I, just I, no I, getting around that. I, one. I, I, you I, are I, a naysayer. You're a negative person. Move on. Go do your job. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could like rebuttal against that and try to soften the blow for some listener out there that's going to be pissed off because they're going to feel like Adam's coming at me. But that's the truth. If you've done this for a year and you haven't put together one deal in a year. You either like to sit on the sidelines and watch and pretend you're doing something, or you're you are talking yourself out of every deal, no matter what. Yeah, is that rude? I don't think that's rude. I think if you've bought a course, you've gone through the education, you've gone to meetups, you've and you still haven't done anything in a year, you're not you're you're wasting time. That's not rude to say. It's the, it's a fact. It's a fact, but I, I just feel like like I feel like I'm being the softer one on this one, and I get, normally no, I'm not. I I have developed. As we've been doing this longer and longer, you start to develop a voice, right? Like uh-huh. what you, what your message wants to be. And I'm just so tired of 
Like we're exactly what we're talking about. Well, yeah. I'm a syndicator, but I've been doing this two and a half years. I haven't done nothing, right? Yeah. Those people, and then they will go out and they will talk noise to other people that uh-huh. will ruin other people's perspectives. Yeah. And so, so it spreads. It's a cancer. Yeah, and I'm just over that. I'm completely over it. I I agree, and I think it's important for that person that's getting that naysaying that's listening to this to have a couple things to take away from this. And one, you you said that you know find some motivation group or some some formed or uh, something or somebody. You can kind of bounce some of these ideas on. And, and we're not saying that you need to sell them on the idea, but somebody that can ask you questions. Because it's okay to have somebody question you. They're, that's not necessarily a naysayer that says, okay, well, how does it work? Because I truly feel you need to be able to explain your idea to a 10-year-old and them understand it to consider it to, to, to move forward. I, I, I believe you need to be down to that that detail. Now, some people won't be there their first you know week or two. I listen to this land podcast. I want to start investing in land. What they're doing is going out and looking for some approval or some kind of nod from somebody else to root them on. Well, there there are a ton of groups, like you said, that'll do that. But moving forward from there, you like we said last week's show, that you have to just start moving forward a little bit, whether that's learning something about it, it's absorbing all the free content you can before you invest into some sort of education, because you you can do this without education. You could do it with, you know, from a $7 book to whatever, just lur- lurking around the groups of the free content and putting it together. Because we have guys that have done that that did their first mailer without education, they messed up some. So was the cost of the mess up more than it would have cost to get the education? That's where you got to ask your question. That's, that's the question you got to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want this to, I don't want people to think I'm hating on things. Like if, you, no, if, I, if you're out there researching education and you're trying to, you haven't done, you haven't bought a course, you haven't said I'm committing to this yet. Yeah. Like, that's completely different. You're, you're trying to find the right option for you. Yeah. But if you're, if you're out there and you're telling everyone what you're going to do and everyone's hating on the idea, but you believe in it, but because everyone is naysaying around you that you don't pull the trigger, that's uh-huh. when I'm saying you need to make a change. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that you can ask yourself is, and the question you should ask them is, you know, well, have you tried it? Yeah. And what, well, how, how are you coming to this conclusion that it doesn't work? And, and go from there. Also, this topic came from a guy I was talking to, uh, but he was not letting the naysayers get to him. Yeah. So I want to I want to throw because I didn't want him to listen to this and say, "Well, he's uh, talking about me." Yeah. He's not letting them. So yeah. he, he's he's the positive side of this. Yeah. No, and that's that's important because as an entrepreneur is probably the loneliest journey you're ever going to do in your life. Uh, well, especially when you're you know when you're a small entrepreneur, the solopreneur. Yeah. Right? It is. You will you will be alone. You are going to have more stress, more concern. Like I tell people all the time that I don't gamble anymore. Because every day I have to gamble at work, even though I've gotten some of the risk. It's kind of like if you play blackjack, you know what the best odds are on the hand. You know how to play it. But every time that dealer grabs that card, there's that little bit of tingle there. And you don't know if it's going to be a winner or a loser. And we have gotten it to a point where I feel like in my business that I know I'm going to be profitable more times than not. So I can I can do this. But that first year and a half, two years, and I've said this multiple times on the show, I didn't realize the internal stress I was doing trying to grow this this the businesses as quickly as I could and scale as fast as I could because it's not like I had a fallback plan. It was like this is all it and let's do it. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, all right. I think we got the message across. Yep. Okay, well, we'll call it then. So it's it's Monday. It's been a good day and make it even better by going to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, give us a follow, and then go to sure. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, subscribe YouTube. To the show. I, said, I said YouTube. You did. Yeah. Then catch the behind the scenes, non cut non-edited uh, version of Adam Southey and Justin Sleva yep. on YouTube. All right. All right, guys. See you Wednesday. See you Wednesday.